Hello listeners, uh, Ekla from the future here. Unfortunately, we had to cut the topic this week due to unforeseen reason um, out of the middle of the show. So if you feel like something is off in some point, uh, it's probably a result of that. We won't forget the topic though, and we'll cover it as soon as we can. Now to the episode. Hello. Hi, hi. Nice evening. Yeah, a, a bit late this time. Yeah. With the recording. It well in in time today and in time of like when we expected to record this episode. Oh yeah, it's double late. Um, yeah. Both of of them are my fault now that I think of it. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Um, hmm. Yeah. Feeling like you want to sabotage this podcast. I purposefully went outside and got a cold. <laughs> exactly and now i just want to record late so you're not rambling forever well ha, never underestimate <laughs> me in that regard never we'll record for the next five hours and i have to cut everything down <laughs> exactly well let's look let's let's hope it's not five hours i mean even three hours like that would stretch it a bit yeah <laughs> also let's hope that my recording works but i think <laughs> it works yeah, well, that would be a next act of sabotage. Sabotage, yeah. And for everyone who isn't following, or well, we, we dated basically when we're recording this episode because um, Apple just released their newest macOS version, and like an idiot, somebody decided to just install it on the day we're recording and just <laughs> what could oh, possibly go wrong? Yeah, they got rid of a whole bunch of operating system things. <laughs> like 32-bit apps and stuff like and that carbon. which who needs that oh. but well so far it seems to work out just we'll have to hope that there's nothing broken i mean if i would have tried that we definitely would have a problem yeah so but yeah that's has nothing to do with keyboards at all <laughs> nope nope but you got one um yes the one keyboard that was missing from the last mail call, um, so the one we did before we recorded the, my keyboard interview, or was that after? No, that was after. Oh, we had one after, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> I'm getting old. Um, and it was the ANSI, uh, which finally, finally made it uh, into my hands because I was the last person to receive their NZ board um, due to my original board being damaged in shipping I was the only board that was damaged in shipping yes and then problems compiled on top of that exactly so there was a lot of problems and it basically resulted in that the board had to be remanufactured with a new manufacturer and that everything took it's time and but now it's here and now i have an, my own custom built ANSI, and i'm loving it it was definitely worth the wait and it's a really nice keyboard and i now know why you love it so much yeah except recently <laughs> and it has not actually has nothing to do with the keyboard i was saying like that's not the fault of the keyboard no no the keyboard is great and i love uh, the aesthetics of it and the way I set it up with 
like the all black yeah. style. Just think it looks really cool. That that was fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know what I did to to my switches. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I don't know if we talked about it the last time already, but just to just to reiterate on it, um, I think it started with the P key. Um. And it just randomly stopped working 90% of the time. Like if I hit it on an exact angle, it would still work, but otherwise it was just dead. And then before I could even change the P switch, the I think it was the four key also failed. So at some point I changed, like I desoldered those two switches, put in new ones, and everything was fine until like I didn't use it for a week or so because I used the Borstorf. And I plugged it back in and now the N key doesn't work. <laughs> 90% of the time. Uh, and I was like, I don't... Maybe I didn't clean it enough. Maybe I looped it in a terrible way. Although I don't think so, because that it's the first batch of switches I ever had where I had those problems. But now I'm like, okay, screw this. <laughs> I will just <laughs> get all the OG Holy Pandas out of my tier 60 and put them in the NC, because well, it's the way nicer board anyways. And I know those... In my opinion, they feel nicer. They definitely all work all the time, even if the keyboard is not used for a week. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just thinking maybe maybe I didn't try them long enough and like decorode. I have to open one up and see what it actually does. Could be, but it's it's so weird. What what switches did you put in them? Vintage blacks, Master Polypandas. Oh, oh, the master polypanels. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, I, I think you didn't mention that till yet. So, oh, yeah. You, you, you put in uh, the master. There are master polypanels right. in it that they just randomly fail. That's why I was thinking of putting um, the OG regular, ones. like OG holy pandas in because I still have some, and then I just hope that the six switches I don't have OG won't fail. <laughs> yeah, just put them on the lesser used keys. And yeah. Oh, yeah. The FN key also switched because the FN key was also failing. So it was <laughs> P, 4, N, and Fn. So it's the fourth key already that fails. You now remind me that I'm going to try out my Doro 67 that I built with the mass drop switches and see if those still all work because it's, it's been standing since I built it like for a month now or lo longer on my shelf. And uh, I'll, I'll have to check that just out of interest. I'm pretty sure it's my fault somehow. Either I didn't wait long enough to dry them, I didn't clean them enough, or I looped them in a bad way. Could be, but it's also there. There were some news about or like um, about about the quality of the master polypanders not being up to par. Yeah, I mean, I guess in the worst case, I'll just buy whatever yokes and put the stems and the springs in. Yeah, honestly. Honestly, I think that's not the worst idea. Yeah, I mean, it, it's an expensive idea total, but at least you would have working switches. Yeah, well, which it's is something like sunk cost at this point. Yeah, exactly. Like the price of the original Holy Panda should not have. There should not be consideration about them anymore because, like, no. I already spent the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So exactly. So investing in new switches to have functioning ones makes kind of sense. Yeah, I guess. And and uh, I I have um, trash pandas in in my Enzi because oh that would be perfect because the, the black, black housing 
and I have the Halo clear stems, so it's it's, it's a clear stem and not. And oh, no, I, yeah. The only thing was to harvest to ha- to harvest those stems. I had to uh, take them out of my TXCP build, and yeah, now I have a whole bunch of Razer housings, <laughs> Razer Greetech housings, into uh, the bin. I'm I'm not too sure. I think. I'm I'm gonna try just for out of interest. I was try gonna try some mods like putting a T1 or a Zilio V2 stem into those and just see how um the how they react to it, like how the switches feel. It's just out of interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think they are worthless. They are just not as good as trash panels. I mean. They were harvested from a board, so they're desoldered. They, I cleaned them and stuff like that, but that can always go wrong. Like you said, maybe it was something with the cleaning process that resulted in the problems you have with your um, Astra polypanders. But yeah, I don't think that the housings are quite okay, but the trash panders are definitely better. Yeah. So uh, very happy with that. Just. I'll just have to get used to tactile or to typing on a hyper tactile board again because all my recent boards have been linear boards. Yeah, I typed on uh, my linear tofu for the last three days or so. For I don't know what reason, I just <laughs> pulled it. <on. laughs> yeah, I, I, currently, I currently can't decide on which keyboard I want to use. Yeah, like, you have I, so I, many I, good ones. Yeah, I probably cycle through three or four boards a day. Um, just to try them all out, and you have I, to like set it up in a way that it's like choosing clothing in the morning. You like look at them and like, how ah, what what day is today? Yeah, honestly, well, sometimes for instance, but they they have all different qualities. For instance, I now um, am using my unicorn build because it's one of the well most silent builds I have. I would say like it's it still makes noise. It's no silent build with silent switches or, or, or dampening or stuff like that. But it's still the most silent build I have. So recording and if I have to type something, maybe it's better to have like a less loud board um, instead of maybe using the, well, the ANSI is quite loud um, in a good way, but not for recording or stuff like that. And yeah, or the JO1, which is a super nice board, but nice sound, but also not the best when you have to record something. So yeah. There's that too, and yeah, that's the way I uh, I rotate through the boards. Or (laughs) yeah, what a life! It's hard, man. It's hard. I I I just think that um, replacing those switches with the OG ones from your TR60 is a good idea, especially now that you have an opportunity to. Build a full TR60 me build like I did with my I- IKEA build. Oh yeah, with yours. So, Mito teased, I think you could say, laser Gatoron linear switches, which sound pretty dumb. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but have you seen my TR60? <laughs> yes, I have. Which, um, if you go laser, why not go full laser? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Never go full laser. <laughs> yeah. oh, famous last words. Yeah. Well, I did go full IKEA. So IKEA, sorry. 
the English pronunciation. Well, as an explanation for those who don't know, I have a blue TR60 with linears and uh, GMK Nautilus on it, which is all blue and yellow colored. And we both did the mods, and, and, and we both have plain 60 PCBs, yeah. right? Yeah. So those are made by Martin. Really nice standard 60 PCB. And it also comes in a nice blue color, which fits my theme oh, more yeah. than yours. But so I guess I have to uh, bother Martin to make a laser <laughs> color piece. <laughs> oh, yes. That would be so <laughs> great. So dumb. Um, dumb, but great. But yeah, we have a RGB mod in the back. And then we have the RGB mod, right? So mine is obviously set to yellow. And I think um, you can see both of them on the live stream on our YouTube account from the CIC that we definitely showed them up yeah. uh, off there. Yeah, because they were next to each other. Exactly. IKEA versus laser build. The two meme builds. So if you're interested, check that out. We'll have the link in the description as usual. Yeah. Oh, and we should probably mention that the picture I took for the ANSI was probably my best picture I ever took from keyboards. Oh yeah, in terms because... of karma farming. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, that's the whole reason, right? Why do um, we everything in this anything in this world? Yeah, just for karma. For karma, for Reddit karma. No, it it's um it was really really quite successful in that regard. Um and I was quite happy about that. And I think it's it's all also due to how good the ANSI looks. Oh yeah. yeah, well, it's a beautiful board. Exactly. And such a classic com color combination, like black with brass or gold, if you so will. Yeah, that's uh, that's your next move. Name name tag out of pure gold. <laughs> the weight machined me. out of Don't a single me. piece of gold. <laughs> <laughs> that actually would be insanely expensive because the weight is so big. Uh, yeah, and it would be. Um, you could, you'd, you, you would have to do something that's not pure gold because that would be too weak. I think it wouldn't hold the structure. Because pure gold is pretty mendable. Yeah, but it's soft, so bendable. Yeah, so I don't know. I think it would just dent really easily, but yeah. But also, who has a keyboard with pure gold weight? No one yet. Sell your house. Off you go. <laughs> <laughs> Only the yeah. best of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. We probably should now get back into the real world. Yeah. Talking about bad ideas. <laughs> <laughs> HP, had a HP had a really bad idea. Or was it a good one? Hmm. Let's first start. What did they do? Um, they have a gaming keyboard. They branded it <laughs> HP Pavilion Gaming Keyboard 500. Whatever the 500 is standing stands for. <laughs> Maybe because it came with their uh, PCs. I think that's also like the 500. Uh, yeah. Or laptops. Something is named 500 for them. But so it's a full-size keyboard. And the first thing that they, they say... Swift, smooth, and silent. Maximize potential. Um, and it says, in the description says, red mechanical switches. 
not only offer the smoothest keystroke experience, but allow you to take rapid action in silence. And if you look at the price, you should start like doubting something at least, because it's 30 bucks. It's like for a full-size keyboard. And I think even the cheapest Chinese mechanical keyboards are more than 30 bucks for a full-size keyboard. And if you go yeah. into the details, the funny fact is it's low profile. And if you look in from the side, it looks like it has regular mechanical switches. Which, according to the description, it should have. But if you go deeper, then it's basically a, ca a case that looks like a cherry-style switch with the slider in it. But on the bottom is a hole <laughs> and the slider pushes out of the case or out of the switch, so to say, onto a membrane. It's just a membrane board with a... <laughs> it's just a membrane board with extra steps. With fake switches on top and extra steps, yeah. Yeah. And somebody wrote a Reddit post about... The title was, by far the most advanced scam I've, I've encountered. And this took off a bit, I think, at the, at the day. It was like two weeks ago. Yeah. And we thought that was a good topic because it's interesting. And it was... Would have been in the week where we planned to record this episode. Yeah. Would have been brand news, brand new news. Brand new news, yeah. And in the comments of this, of this Reddit post, people are like arguing over all kinds of stuff, <laughs> as it's typically for Reddit. But somebody said, and I agree with him, that they don't think, like, it's not really a scam. And I, I tend to agree with it's, I think it's just, um, like a dark pattern of like marketing but calling them red mechanical switches which is what the guy was saying was the scam that they say it has red mechanical switches is not technically a scam because because switches <laughs> turns turns out it's not that clear what a mechanical switch is and everybody can come up with their own definition and you can argue for or against that i guess um yeah You, you're probably technical correct, which, as we know, best correct. Thank you, Futurama. Um, but I think it's just, it's, it's not a, well, it's a scam. It's just false advertising. Just like it's, it's, it's using marketing language in a way that makes buyers probably expect something that isn't. Yeah, that's what I meant is with, when I said dark pattern of marketing. Because they market it in a way to make the buyers believe it is something that it isn't. Yeah. While staying technically correct. <laughs> exactly. The best correct. And I mean, that's just, it's an asshole move. Even though, yeah. e even though I say that it's not a scam because they're technically correct. <clears throat> but it's definitely an asshole move. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, what, what I can't get in my head is just like how, as you said, this is really cheap for, in quotes, mechanical keyboard at 30 bucks or 30 euros or whatever. I mean, these, a normal membrane keyboard is already like 20 euros, I think. Um, probably from Cherry at least. Yeah. So a membrane keyboard from HP starts at like 10 bucks. Yeah. They go from okay. 10 to so, like 20. Yeah. For a fancy one. And and this has like, you have to have stabilizers, you have these pseudo switches, which have to be manufactured. You need an actual case to put the 
sliders in switch housing, let's call it like that. Yeah. In. So you, you go through all this these steps to make a fake mechanic. Oh, well, as we said, like uh, it, it, it's a it's a membrane keyboard that actuates with switch plunger, plunger basically. Yeah. Well, it's it's slider on dome. Yeah, but not dome over actually, slider, no. because it's the sliders <laughs> on top, but. Yeah, but you can take off the switch. It's like a self-contained switch that just the plungers pushes through and activates the membrane. I mean, yes, technically. Yeah, but if you don't see it as a switch, it's basically just the case for the slider and the slider. Yeah, okay. But anyway, what I was trying to get at is like this has to be some costs because I don't think these type of pseudo switches are just like easily done by by companies like in, in their normal portfolio i feel like i mean maybe i'm not i don't know trying to offend anybody but <laughs> i could totally see that some random chinese manufacturer has them in their portfolio and just produces them for some stuff that we just never see i don't know okay. like five five dollar keyboards for the chinese market it could also just be that hp bought this from a chinese manufacturer yeah and just stamped their label on it could could very well be that's probably more likely than yeah. my theory actually now that i think of it yeah so but it's just it's so curious i mean there are obviously red flags like just red red flags haha um like the calling it with red switches and no manufacturer of the switches which is what every other mechanical keyboard keyboard does like there's always this are cherry switches or kale or our razor brand own branded whatever switch what whatever it is just like there's a name attached to the switch type yeah and choosing red as a switch color so to speak is also pretty predatory on gaming keyboard uh, interested people because most gaming keyboard interested people are looking for something like a red switch like normally the cherry reds because those are the lighter linear switches mm -hmm. in comparison to the blacks and yeah i mean there are a lot of i think you can't those. make it like you can't make a, a rubber dome board very heavy like you have to make the rubber dome so thick no no what i was trying to get at is like that that people who look for gaming keyboards are just like oh i, I read in a uh, review online or so that red switches are the best gaming switches or something like that right and and so you know more from from that perspective that the red switches are very thought after like the cherry red switches are, or style cherry style switches mx switches um are the ones that are often searched for by people looking for a mechanical gaming keyboard if they don't have like the the own branded switches like razor or other do yeah so I, I feel like it's it's designed to get those people yeah the question is is it designed to trick people into thinking that it's an actual mechanical keyboard or is it just designed to just look like one for people who just don't have the money and just want the aesthetics because um, like honestly based on the marketing i would say the first more than later yeah but just because they marketed that way that doesn't mean that the idea of the product was that to begin with but yeah i can see what you yeah i, I don't yeah, sure. i don't want to like defend hp 
I have zero no, HP products in my house. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I have any either. But yeah, I mean, I understand what you're getting at. Yeah. But it's in combination of all factors and the specialty and the special how it's marketed. I think it's it's kind of trying to 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 make people believe in something that it isn't. But I want to play devil's advocate again. All of the keyboards have terrible terrible marketing because i uh, in preparation for the show i just scrolled in and tried to find the, the keyboard on their website and and all of it's just terrible like okay imagine what do we expect from hp a six I mean, six dollar 99 rubber dome keyboard full-sized keyboard six dollar 99 the marketing <laughs> the marketing pitch has a sentence in it that reads Increase your productivity with indicator lights. <laughs> and if you think about something fancy right now, no, it's just uh, caps lock, scroll lock, and num lock indicator lights. Yeah. How this increases any productivity at, at any you point? You know, when is, you're caps locking, it, that's productivity. Is completely beyond me. So their their marketing is just terrible. Yeah. It's marketing, I mean. Yeah. Yes. But also there is better marketing than that. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, sure. Does, does Alienware also um, sell peripherals? Yeah. Okay. Alienware are HP, right? Yeah, that's... I think HP bought them, at least. Or they're at least some way, somehow integrated into HP these days. I'm pretty sure about that. And they're like their gaming oh yeah they make keyboards alienware keyboards company so and that's another thing i think the the real in, in air quotes gaming keyboards would have been from not hp but from alienware because that's like their brand for them alienware is dell omen is the hp one oh, okay alienware was dell yeah i thought so too Damn. but i just looked it up so we don't okay Whew. good thing we fact check <laughs> yeah that was a close one. Okay, but uh, okay, uh, what was the o omen? Omen, yeah. Okay, I don't think I ever heard that. But anyways, like I said, uh, like I wanted to make the point that it, it would have made more sense if this was a real gaming keyboard that it would have been marketed under the umbrella of their respective gaming brand. And they have a gaming keyboard from Omen, and it's not twenty nine bucks; it's seventy five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and probably uses real switches. Yeah, so it's like, I think it's just both. They wanted a really cheap, gamey-looking keyboard. Maybe it was just a combination of both. But yeah, it was, yeah. no matter how you, you spin it, it's like a really bad move and you probably shouldn't do that because yeah. in the worst case, you could just say that they are purposefully lying. Misleading. Or misleading, yeah, yeah about, about what their product is, yeah. Yeah, and there are enough... I mean, in, in pretty much in either in Germany or in, in Europe in general or in, in America, there are a lot of laws against false advertising. Yeah. So you could be liable for something like this. Yeah. So it seems like the HP Omen keyboard is an actual mechanical keyboard because it has N-key rollover, which the man brain board can't really have and doesn't mm. have. But and here they also don't say what kind of switches they are. They're just renowned blue mechanical switches. They don't specify if it's mm. their own or they're made by who. But just because of the price, I'm pretty sure that they are actual mechanical switches. 
Yeah, probably one of the Chinese branded ones. Yeah. I don't think 75 euros, was it? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably not sherry. No, it's not sherry. But yeah, their marketing is just awful. Yeah. I don't know why they're even trying. It's like either do it or not, don't do it. But like they are just so incredibly <laughs> half-assing it. There yeah. is no try. Yeah, like they're just so half-assing their accessories. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, they're, they're also half-assing their laptops and PCs. But that's another topic. Yeah. And as we just stated, we're not a general yeah. uh, IT podcast. Not yet, anyway. Not yet. Announcement coming soon. No, not, not really. <laughs> not, not really. Uh, uh, new announcement. Talking about new announcements. Man, that was a good segue. I'm so we proud just, of myself. We're just um, rivaling Linus Tech Team segues. <laughs> But, but in in, the, in that case, we should now do a... Actually, a there's something I wanted to say about the, the previous keyboard, the, the HP mechanic keyboard, yeah. and the definition of what is a mechanical switch. Because that, that, that discussion was in the Reddit comments, and that discussion is also in the reviews on the website of HP under this keyboard. Um, the answer is, there is no um, definition. Everybody... You, c you can't come up with a definition that includes everything that the community sees as mechanical and excludes everything that it doesn't say as mechanical. Um, there's a great video from, I think you pronounce him, Kurosren uh, on YouTube. He goes through all common Thomas, definitions. Or Thomas, yeah. Call him Thomas. Uh, he goes through all common definitions and explains why they are all terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and then basically ends with um doesn't really matter what you like it doesn't really matter if it's per definition mechanical or not it only matters if it's good or not um but we will link the video in the show notes definitely check it out it's a really nice video about this topic and if we can make one person not post under reddit post <laughs> then i consider it a win <laughs> yeah I mean, just you just have to look at. It's a pointless discussion. It's it's a pointless, yeah. But it's uh, it's a topic that people are passionate about because you can draw lines in the sand, and people like those kind yeah. of discussions. And trench, but, I mean, trench you just warfare. have to look at. Yeah, As exactly. Well, it'd be Germans know about something about that. <laughs> Austrians too. No. Um, <laughs> World War One reference this week Ding. on the Great War podcast. <laughs> we, we need sound effects like every time we, we do like an, an Austrian-Hungarian World War One joke or, or Germany joke or something what like would be the, ding, what, what would be the sound ding. effect or oh, just like a regular ding not like machine yeah. gun fire oh no that's too dark that's too dark at the sound of an of an exploding archduke <laughs> <laughs> oh dude no, just like a counter ding ding. I don't know, like yeah, that is probably a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just had to. Okay, let's just let, let's let's not let's talk just, about let's this ever segue again. Away like, yeah, well, I had a really nice segue, and you destroyed it. But anyhow, okay, what I was going to segue before you totally outdone yourself um, is. We just started the month of October and 
in the first week i think about four new group buys for gmk keycap started so the way i imagine so the way i imagine it happening is at some point last week you went up in the morning you took your phone you looked at mykeyboard.eu like every day in the morning to see what new GMK <laughs> set you can spend money on. And you had four options. Who doesn't? And then it was five, and then it was six. Now you have eight. Eight. That's. I mean, one, two, three. Eight concurrently four, running. Five, six, seven. Wait. GMK keycap group buys. That's insane. Well, if you choose, if you say GMK pretty and pink is part of that, then it's nine. I would, I, I countered that. Yeah, okay, then it's nine. But yeah, you can drop a lot of money on GMK this week. <laughs> and, and that's just like, and, and we're just looking at myKeyboard.eu, yeah. which is the, the, the main uh, proxy for stuff from, the, um, from North America. But I think they're also, I think um, Oco launched one set or something and... Uh, that's not GMK. Uh, yeah, but there's a lot of things just like, um, and we we talked about this already. But it's it's kind of getting, I don't know. It, it's hard. Like with all these sets coming out, you're like just like overloaded at some point. Just like I I can't get any of these anyways because. Just nobody has okay. Well, no, not 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 nobody. Not a lot of people don't have this kind of money. And at some point, you're just like, well, it is, <laughs> I'm not getting any of it because. Oh no! For the first time in my time in the hobby, I have to choose what to buy. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you can just not buy stuff, uh, but yeah, you have so many options. But like, see it that way. If every month has nine key sets, you can just choose the one that you like the most. And get just that one. Yeah, but it's, I mean, okay, realistically seen, most people have um, a monthly based income, at least in, in, in uh, Europe. Your, your payout yeah. is monthly, not weekly or something. So that means you at start or mid, middle of month, you're getting fresh money, which some parts go out for other stuff and then you hopefully are left with some GMK money. play money <laughs> or just gmk money at this point sure um and then you maybe can buy one set per month and if every month something comes out you can buy a lot of sets yeah right so because we all know like if you don't spend the money in one month you're not saving it for the next year just buying something else because who saves money? <laughs> Financial <laughs> advice uh, by queer. <laughs> don't, don't follow my don't follow my lead on that. <laughs> don't follow my lead on that. Um, but no, yeah, um, I'm obviously making a joke. But um, it, it's just like putting those um, these many sets out in in just one week and running in parallel like four different group buys. It's just like I I feel like these sets are um, cannibalizing each other because there's just like not, it's all GMK. 
they all have different colorways, inspirations, and, and kit support and stuff. There are differences for sure. But there are just like a finite amount of things people can buy. And if there are like so many sets out in parallel, you have to make decisions like I'm going to buy this, but I can't buy this. But if it would have been in two different months, maybe they would have bought both because just like fresh money or something. So I, I feel I feel like sometimes runners should maybe look at what other sets are coming in the same month's region and just say, well, I just take the next month or something. Yeah. Like there should be more coordination between these things. And I can understand, especially something like, as I said, my keyboard or other EU vendors are often just proxying for um, sets that are primarily run by American vendors. North American vendors or Canadian vendors. So North American vendors, which should be both. And you have a lot more vendors in North America. Like smaller ones for sure, but there's just a lot more of them. While in Europe you have very few vendors. So in in America the, the set distribution is larger. And so maybe some vendors don't talk with the, with each other so it's usual that oh, that's that's what you mean yeah yeah that was what I was trying to get at that you have less coordinating coordination while it, if you just look at my keyword just like you think why people why didn't they tell them just like I hey, don't do this this month we already have like this this and this set planned for this month so maybe take the next one but yeah but what we don't know is maybe next month has seven sets as well yeah, sure. Okay, <laughs> well, obviously, but I don't think there's that many sets already planned for November. I think at least. Yeah. Well, I'm curious how all of them do. Um, yesterday we quickly talked about it, and like I don't like most of them, which doesn't mean they're ugly. Just that I don't like it because all of them are fairly colorful, which is not really my current yeah. desired style. But yeah, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm curious. So I life feedback on the, my keyboard server i just asked my keyboard.eu how they're doing how all those yeah. sets are doing and david said pretty good to be honest and it's a record month so far so the thing is because we mm. had a quick discuss, discussion yesterday where you were you were doubting the idea of running so many sets at the same time and i was like well yeah. but if you don't try you don't know how much purchasing power the market has because the community grows so quickly oh that's true because nobody that's nobody true. considers that like in retrospective well obviously a year ago running nine sets in the same month would have been absolutely insane um i don't think we had like nine sets in a whole year no but so yeah that would have been completely insane like there was no way that more yeah. than one even makes it but from what david says most of them might make it so because that was my point yesterday when we talked about this like, i think the market is just way bigger than everybody anybody everybody expects at the moment sure and there are other factors too like um fear of missing out is pretty strong in this community with with group buys so people might just buy if they can yeah somehow finance it buy every set that comes out just so they don't 
have to hope for extras or pay extra for the extras or something like that. And some people, I still believe this, just buy more sets or invest in extra sets to resell this um make with the intent of making money aka flipping later so that probably also pushes numbers but but there's no hard evidence it's just yeah. like I, I, I still think that's part of the sale numbers yeah you would see th- yeah you would see that if you do like if we have like two or three consecutive months like that then you would see it yeah but like even the fact that even for one month they apparently do well yeah. is is already well i think it's a great sign because it's a, it's an absolute great absolutely great sign for for people like me who don't want to buy everything <laughs> but just waiting for that perfect set that perfect yeah. encapsulates your idea of the perfect keycap set um there's just way more chances that it's gonna happen way more chances that keycaps that come out that are what i want absolutely and there there are some sets that are closely related to each other either in colorways or ideas or execution but there's also a lot of creativity yeah um so there are a lot of different sets and and i think that's also great yeah i mean um i mean in the end there will always be sets that don't hit the current mood of the community i guess even if the community yeah, grows like it will be easier to sell sets that are a bit more let's call them specialized in like yeah. the theme but somebody somebody will be the next person who has bad luck and just makes an mix like gets us puts a set into a group by that just doesn't resonate well there was the the gmk rocket group i was canned yeah while or it was stopped after a certain amount of time they probably i think they could have made mock from the numbers or they were expecting to make mock just from from the sale numbers they had but um they i think they felt like their numbers were still too low just from what they were expecting um and so they decided to pull it and maybe rework it or restart it at some later point so yeah. I think that was one of the most recent. Yeah, I'm, and I mean, David did sets. not say all of them are doing great. Most of them no. are doing great. So, yeah. but let's say if five or six out of those nine make MOQ, it's already it's already a yeah. pretty insane month. And I mean, there are a lot. There are quite a few high-profile key sets running in parallel. Yeah, there's camping round two, um, Crimson Cadet, which Sandstorm. Crimson Cadet, Stansom. You have GMK Dracula that just started, which was also uh, or is a very high-profile set. Yeah. You have, well, the, the um, Pretty in Pink is not a whole set, but it's a for, for a good cause and it's cheap, so that probably makes it easy. And then you have Phosphorus, uh, which... Uh, but well, we mentioned it in the yeah exactly now I remember in the Nordic kit um, episode exactly it has one of the cheaper Nordic kits yeah um, from the sets that have a Nordic kit that are running so I, I I hope that will make it that would be nice and I think it's it's running okay from the numbers I've seen so yeah so interesting enough 
I just looked at um, a website that checks on subreddits and um, displays charts of uh, growth. Yeah. Because, I mean, in general, you can probably say the the mechanical keyboard subreddit growth grows about in the same rate, at least, as the whole, all of the community. That would be fair to assume. Obviously, it doesn't represent the actual numbers, but it represents the growth, I would say. Yeah. And just this year, so in, in January, the beginning of January, the subreddit had 328,000 subscribers, and now we are on 440. So just in this one year, well, not even one year, we are in October. Like in the last 10 months, it grew by over 30%. That's significant. Yeah. That's definitely significant. Because if you like look at the data from January 2017 to now, the, the subscriber count tripled. So you could say that if you, if you say that approximately what the community grows, like the community tripled in size in the last two years. Yeah. Which, made, which would make a lot of sense if you think about how many sets are making MQ now. Yeah. And, and you, you can see it um, also in the last episode where we discussed the new Razor board, the Huntsman Tournament Edition or whatever. Um, that's a keyboard that's built closer to the community in a, in a lot of ways than what they did before, which is, I think, an effect of that the community is getting so strong that uh, the the makers of boards have to look at what the community wants, yeah, and and not and not ignore it in a way because our numbers are rising. Yeah, and the in, the numbers of enthusiasts are rising. The numbers of non-enthusiasts and just buyers of of the shelf OEM boards will grow probably similarly. I think it's just um, a result of the growth of PC gaming and stuff in general. Sure, but I mean, it's just like the market is is getting more interesting for them. Yeah, if, of course, because it the, grows. The numbers are right. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, the, and for us, it gets more interesting too, because you can just make more, more stuff because it's way easier to find customers now. Yeah, exactly. So... I guess the, the things that we talked in the last year, like the insane rise of custom switches, that when we both got into community, that was almost none. Um, and now you have like hundreds, it feels like at least. Yeah. Um, now we have months where nine GMK sets are running at the same time. Like that's absolutely insane from and like at the time. All of them are making mock probably. Yeah, so, so. And when, when we came to the community, it was like, yeah, there's one GMK set running this month. And I hope it makes MQ. <laughs> and like you would go, yeah. A thought I had yesterday is um, from from back at the time, basically all big GMK sets were run on Mastrop at the time. So Mastrop had like yeah. one or I think one per month or like one every two months, like this. Like yeah, something more. I feel like it has been that. forever since a bigger group I was run on Drop. Like one of um, Oblotsky's sets, maybe. Oblivion would be yeah. the last one I remember. But it's like it's not common at all because we just like you basically can just organize a group and make <laughs> sell three four hundred sets if it's a nice one. And in general, I feel that mass drop or sorry drop um, has gotten a bit out of the keyboard enthusiasts market thingy. 
or it reduced their presence in a way. But the question is if they wanted that or not, or if it's just a result. Because I mean, what did it, it didn't offer anything to the community really. No, it was just in the beginning, it was the only way to have large enough audience. Exactly. Yeah, and nowadays yeah. you don't need drop. You don't have need have shitty shipping for two thirds of the world. <laughs> like Europe and With added costs. Europe and Asia are all like shipping was terrible to both of those regions from yeah. one drop. Um it, they were more expensive. The only advantage it had was it made MOQ more easily. And now it seems like or you don't it, need it, drop it anymore. Made for, M- yeah. Q. Or it made MQ. Yeah. And now it seems like you don't need it anymore. So Yeah. No, definitely. We we've seen growth in the community. And uh, all for the better. So absolutely um, looking forward to the next months. Yeah, if it continues like this, it will be insane in another year. Yeah, at some point, just it has to slow down, right? I mean, please. And I mean, still, we're not we're not podcast or or content producing whatever um, that rattles down like the group eyes that or ICs or whatever that are coming out in, mm-hmm. in a week or two weeks or whatever. And uh, if, if you look at the top click episodes or stuff, they're getting longer and longer because there are just so many group buys and ICs to talk about. Yeah. And they even leave stuff out and still it's just like going on and on. And most of it is just like GMK said, GMK said, GMK said. Um, yeah. But as we had in other episodes, there are new, there's new stuff coming and it's going to be interesting. I mean, Cat is taking off. Um, there's going to be the new HSA profile from JTK. Yeah. Um, so hopefully in the next year we'll see something else than just the upteenth uh, GMK group. I Looking forward to that. Lots of options. Always nice. Except if you're somebody who has to buy everything, then, well, I guess <laughs> you find a job that pays you more because <laughs> you will need the money. <laughs> Yeah, just like just stop eating, and instant instant ramen your way through life. Uh, I I can't remember who said it, but somebody just uh, some at some point somebody posted the quote that was just like, "Well, you can't type on money, yeah, so why not, why not spend it on keywords?" <laughs> uh, which I feel that's just that's a good quote for this hobby. Yeah, <laughs> let's put that on your gravestone. Ah. <laughs> uh, now my on, on my gravestone will be um, the final delay catched up to him. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talk to you in the next one. <laughs> Bye. Bye.